I'm in Taurus, Arsenal supporter of Charm City Gooners. You are listening to the DU Football Show, and I'm here to tell you that it could be worse. You could be an Everton fan. <laughs> yeah, but at least this Everton fan had enough balals to show up to your joint. Very true. And, you do get credit for that. And also, you know, I mean, uh, you just put your headphones on, which tells me you're fully prepared. Oh, I'm ready to fucking go, man. Oh, you're ready to fucking go. Well, you know what? I stared into the eyes of the devil. You know what I said? I said, I'm your Huckleberry, so let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League. It's told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way is the perplexed Samuel Graham. <laughs> Does this have anything to do with Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain? Kinda. Oh my god, you didn't get the reference. Well, no, he got the reference of the reference, but not the reference of the movie. Yeah. Only one of the more iconic roles ever. As far as I'll modern, Connor and Murphy from uh, Boondock Saints. One of the one. Uh, uh, <laughs> this movie I was got at him least, back. Now he's perplexed. This movie was at least the nineties. Okay, I was. Well, I mean, it's a famous line. And it's Val from Kilmer, that real person. Val Kilmer, Batman. No, he was in the eighties, wasn't he? No, it was 90s. also nineties, but no. But, I was born but, in eighty six, mate. So I was thirteen. Fucking Tombstone in ninety nine. Tombstone, Doc Holliday. I'm your fucking Huckleberry. I don't do westerns, mate. Now, to be fair. Oh, my dear, dear Lord. (laughs) I want to stop the show. Go fucking pull up Tombstone. Sit your ass down and make you fucking watch it right now. Listen. Wow. Sorry, I went all the way back to the number one book the year you were born. I thought it was from Huckleberry Finn. I apologize. Oh, my God. Thank you. By Mark Twain. I appreciate that. We're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to subscribe, rate where you can, review where you can, and uh, be sure to share with a friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you uh, take your face out of the phone and tell the good people how they can get in touch? They can get in touch at DU Football Show on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So not quite all of them, but those three. Uh, And then DUFootballShow at gmail.com. Pinterest to come soon. Do you snap? Still no Reddit. <laughs> Unless somebody started a Reddit for us, that might be a I, thing. I don't know. Do you, do you After Dark can have a DU Tumblr page, maybe. Oh. <laughs> you could be in charge of the DU Grinder page if you wanted to. <laughs> Since I timed my joke perfectly yeah, where you couldn't respond. on that one. <laughs> no, it'd be... <laughs> he he would, wouldn't be able to breathe after it either, Mel. Ah, 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 <laughs> not Grinder. Ah. It would be Growler. Everybody knows... Big Daddy's a bear. Rawr. <laughs> Myself and Sam both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Got a uh, another one of uh, Whiskey Advocate's big boys from their top 20. What are we drinking tonight, Sam? We do, and I also have noticed so far that with the half a glass of whiskey we both had during our little technical difficulty stage uh, prior to recording, we're wittier. Oh, no shit. Because the juices are flowing. Uh, we are drinking Baker's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, this is their single barrel version, uh, which very, made a very bold point on it to say that it is a seven-year minimum. Uh, and then there's a bottle necker wrapped that says that this particular one is seven years, eight months. Yep. Um, it comes in at 107 proof. This brand is always um, uh, proof down to 107. Don't know why, but it is. Uh, it's also important to know that single barrel doesn't necessarily mean barrel strength. They're two different things. 
Yes. Um, so be careful of that. Uh, this one got number 16 on the Whiskey Advocates <laughs> Top 100 this year. Um, and you never told me how much it cost. Uh, this A one. A million dollars. <laughs> Uh, forty four ninety nine to forty nine ninety nine. There we go. And and no major markup either. I haven't seen. I bought two bottles of this, and it's not particularly marked up all that high either. Nobody's gouging anyone for it. I got, it was probably available to be honest with you. Um, um this one uh, comes honestly, from the control states. I see it oh, really? all over Montgomery County. I've seen it all huh. over Virginia. I've only seen one in the wild. And that was in Delaware. I picked up a bottle. I haven't seen any in Maryland. Gotcha. Delaware is the wild. <laughs> It definitely is the wild. Just, well, the wild is not controlled states. I know. I where just the government the runs the uh, liquor stores. You need right. to clarify, because for people in Australia, they're going, oh, oh Delaware, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, should mention that this comes from the Bean Suntory group. Uh, it's uh, Beam with an M. Sorry if I didn't make that clear. Um, but Sam has some uh, more info on that, which All I right. did not know prior to our note-taking uh, this so, evening. So um, the Beams are, you know, from Kentucky. It's a family name. They're Southern. They're, Jim Beam was a person. They're, they're religious. Um, one would can, could probably deduct from that. They had a lot of fucking kids. So much offspring. And you can only let one be kind of master distiller of Jim fucking Beam, right? As an Irish Catholic, I take offense to this entire statement. Settle the fuck down. So what they end up doing is, is well, we got to find a job for this cousin. We got to find a job for this brother. We got to like, you got to line up stuff for people. And when there was multiple, in, fa- in fact, a lot of them, uh, the most famous of them, uh, Parker Beam, um, didn't even work for Jim Beam. He went on to go work for Heaven Hill, and he's the one who came out with the amazing Elijah Craig's that everybody's uh, sought after for so many years. Yep. Um, the Evan Williams Single Barrel, and more importantly, the uh, Parker's Heritage Reserve, which. Those whiskeys every year were, gosh, I mean, annually top 20. So most every single year, if if there wasn't a uh, heritage, uh, a Parker's Heritage on the top 20, it's because there wasn't a Parker's Heritage released yeah, that year. I've heard um, that. <coughs> so this is. I've never had it myself, but I've heard Parker's Heritage is phenomenal. So you have like uh, Booker Now, who would be Booker's, and then you have Baker Bean, which is Baker's. Baker's. So a, a few of the brands that everybody really, really knows from uh, from the Jim Beam family are Booker's and Knob Creek. And Baker's is kind of a lesser known. And uh, frankly, it's a fabulous fucking whiskey. Damn good whiskey. Uh, Dare I say better than the smooth. one. I uh, uh, honestly absolutely agree. This is definitely better than last week's whiskey. And last week's whiskey won number one. Yeah. For sure. Maybe maybe I lost something somewhere in the translation on that whiskey. Uh, the, I mean, the check Diageo yeah. sent to. I was going to uh, say, did Advocate. they Bloomberg it? <laughs> they, but they may have. Did they buy the competition? It's, uh, yeah. Potentially the yeah. case. No, yeah. I mean, I will say, I will say, last week's whiskey was good. <laughs> last week's whiskey was good. This whiskey is better, but that's also you know it's subjective. It is subjective. So it is subjective over a panel of at least six people. It's definitely subjective yeah. as it should be. So what else should we do, Sam? Uh, we should also drink responsibly because this is 107 proof, and I gotta drive back to Baltimore. <laughs> exactly. Let's have a great show, kids. Let's do it to it, guys. Yeah. All right. All right. So I've been noticing over the past couple of weeks because uh, um, we aren't talking about Liverpool all that much that uh, I'm figuring Liverpool has caught wind of this and they're deciding to try to fuck up games to get up to the top part of the show. 
And then right as before the game's over, they go, oh, fuck, we got to win the league. So they go ahead and they win. And then they move back down to Oso. That happened. So Liverpool almost today, almost today, top the head of the show. But instead, uh-uh, we got a DU Derby to talk about. Arsenal 3, Everton 2. Wow, what a game. Great that game. was a great fucking but game. But dare I say, I don't give a shit what had happened this weekend. West Ham could have beat Liverpool 10-0 today. And we would still talk about the DU Derby first. Yeah, but it would have been in the top line with it. We are. <laughs> we would have talked about both. <laughs> true, fair enough. <laughs> but we are a completely biased recap against our two clubs. Damn right Kidding. we are. We were this close to getting Chris on the phone for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little busy today, huh? Down to the bayou there. Yeah, it yeah. happens. It happens. Uh, it was a, a fantastic game. It was really it was. was actually pretty open in the <laughs> first minute. The middle, maybe 16 minutes, and the final minute of the first half, and then the first minute of the second half, and then you guys took over, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, from the start, I think it was Mustafi, but the meme going around is it was uh, Kalazanac. Kalazanac kept them on Mustafi. Mustafi was the one not covering. Like, he didn't cover cover Holgate's header that went back to... uh, Calvin Lewin, who was all alone. Yeah. And then Louise, in a desperate attempt to try to get a foul slash cover his man, went diving back into uh, uh, Calvin Lewin as he overhead kicked it into the back of the net. I've been called for a high boot in that situation. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It was a 50-50 ball, <coughs> and David Louise has a right to go for it as well. Uh, and he, Dominic he, Calvert-Lewin's foot ended up on the top of David Luiz's head. And he collided with Calvert-Lewin after the ball was already in the back of the net. No. Oh, yeah. It was, it was already it was in the net. immediately after it's the foul. already in the net. Close enough for a high kick, but doesn't matter. I took the three points, so let's you just move forward. The amazing, let's not get hung up on the details. The amazing matter. invention called VAR looked it over and went, it was clearly a goal Which and not a foul. Which we will also cover in the next <laughs> section uh, of the show. Um, I... I <coughs> I know that Liverpool West Ham was in oh so that happened. I have a juicy little nugget. Okay. And cool. it's just one. Okay. But you have to let me get it in. Okay, I will. Um Yeah, it was obviously unfortunate. Uh wouldn't have happened had Kalazanac, I guess, not wrestled with whoever the fuck he was wrestling with. Right. Five to seven yards behind the line that Arsenal were trying oh, yeah. to hold. It was terrible. And was the rest bad. of the defenders in the middle there didn't know that he was doing that, stayed and held the line, in which you're right, Mason Holgate would have been offside, and yep. shit wouldn't have fucking happened. 55 seconds into the game. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't even think anybody realized what happened. By the way, uh, as we mentioned before, I, I had... We didn't give it its proper uh, rundown. I, Sam Houston, an Everton fan, decided to be a complete moron and go well, to true, yeah. and go to the Abbey Bistro, which in uh, in uh, Federal Hill that happens to be the what, Sam? The home of the very well supported Charm City Gooners. And it was me, and I want to say her name was Jess. If I was wrong, uh, reach out and let me know. I'm almost positive it was Jess. Jess dates a Gooner, and she's a toffee. Yeah. Two toffees. Had the that hair, was it. Had the hair to match. Yeah, she did. There was a toffee or two downstairs, but we didn't get a chance to talk to them. They were gone uh, before we walked down. Right, right. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so I, I, I let out a like a really loud yeah, 
and then that was about it. I, I yeah. tried to be as respectful as humanly possible. Well, uh, but we did. Me, you, and Simon had a uh, Simon, who's been on this show, of course, one yeah. of our board members for Charm City Gooners. Has um, we had a good bit of banter standing there at the end of the table, making fun of both of our teams. Oh yeah, we were shit talking the entire yeah. time. It was it was great. You were and respectful to the wider audience, but Simon is a friend of ours, yeah. so he. Well, on the handful that was around us, I shit talked with them too. If they if they were in for it, I went ahead and did a little shit talking as well. But, but they were they were in it. They were in with it and having fun. So it's you all good. Say his official title: Simon Torres, Charm City Gooners. That's it, yeah. Every time he does a promo, he's just. That's my title. <laughs> That's my identity in life. That's so, right. so very attorney of him when he does this. Correct. Act. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. I expect the Esquire at the end. Yeah. Charm City Gooners. Esquire. Esquire. Yeah. Um, but Arsenal grew into the game after that. Got goals from Eddie and Katia and uh, uh, Bamiang, of course. Um, because Jabril Sadibe just decided, eh, I don't really want to play defense yeah, today. Fuck defense. <laughs> um, Bakuya Sako, though, with a fantastic cross. Um, I wrote, instead of lovely, I wrote it, love cross. <laughs> <laughs> love cross. It was a love cross uh, for uh, Eddie to poke home, uh, which is a great finish from the young lad. The great love instincts. love cross is a little <laughs> old place where we Eddie can gets score on some the goals. <laughs> love uh, cross, baby. Scoring goals in the love cross. <laughs> love cross, baby. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Um, back to it. Well, we already know the fucking title of the show. <laughs> and Eddie poked home. <laughs> it's either Love Cross or Back to It. Oh, it's Love Cross. <laughs> love Cross with the bullet. Love Cross, baby. Obama <laughs> um, Yang then had a lovely timed run, obviously, with a sublime pass from David Louise, uh, finally showing the shit he did at, uh, at Chelsea, which is what we bought him for, as, to play out from the back. As Drabil, as Drabil Sidibe watched Obama Yang run. Just run right past him. Right yeah. by him. Just, <laughs> oh, shit. Yung. That's my man. Yeah. Oh, that, that, oh uh, maybe I should be covering him. <laughs> uh, and Abba talked, uh, tucked in well, obviously, at the far post. Hmm. A weird end of the half, though. Um, in real time, it looked like a potential Richarlison foul. Oh, yeah, it looked I like Richarlison drop-kicked him. Yeah, I think that was just the angle, maybe, of the, the television. Yeah. When they showed the, the angle from the backside, because it was being shown from the near side, the cross going to the far side is was where it the Vertonghen last year on um, Leno. The no, it was Danny Rose's. Danny bitch Rose, ass. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, it looked that bad at yeah. first. At first reaction, at first glance, well, Danny Rose's was that bad. Let's start there, and he should have been sent off the cunt, right? But that was last season. I'm not holding a grudge or anything. Don't, don't of course not. Don't get worried. Uh, <laughs> But this one definitely looked like it. And it was, it was, again, from the near side where the cross came from to the far post where Richarlison uh, got a the minimal bit of a stud to it right. and took it beyond Leno, who was just kind of making himself big. Well, and um, Leno didn't come off the line with any authority. No, And then when you, look, when you look at it slow, it was just a, two guys coming together on a 50-50 ball that was already past him. Well, that's it. They, so Leno actually made first contact. <laughs> they were both already on the ground. And it was Richarlison's right knee that Leno's stud, left stud, uh, came into. Yeah. And Richarlison got straight up, didn't hurt. It, there wasn't really a coming together, to right. be honest. A little contact, yeah. but it wasn't bad. But Richarlison got the slightest of touches on the ball and just tucked it kind of between, unintentionally, of course, tucked it kind of between <laughs> Leno's legs as he was sprawled, just yeah. trying to make himself big. Goal, goal scorer doing what a goal scorer does. Get the ball on net. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and fair play to him. So we went into the half tied 2-2. Two, two. 
Um, for people that are not Patreon subscribers, we were testing out our portable recording device. <laughs> yep. Uh, from when we're in England. Yep. So we do have some content from halftime and full time of this game. Yeah, a little and quick eight minutes. That was released to our Patreon subscribers. So make sure you check out www.patreon.com backslash DU football show to figure out how you can get it. And we're going to uh, record the whole regular show while we're over there. Um, we're going to break it up a little differently and do some fun stuff, but we're also going to do some bonus content, too, that's going to go straight to the Patreon page as well. Let's Absolutely. Get, let's get to the start of the second half. Uh, start of the second half started just like the first, except the boys in red yep. were the ones that got on the score sheet quickly, this time just 45 seconds in. Um, it was Aubameyang again with a, a, a wonderfully brave header. Hey, Sam, two guesses on the on the guy that was covering him, and uh, the first one doesn't uh, Sadi- count. Sadibe yeah, was yeah. covering Aubameyang, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was Nicola Pepe uh, with the cross. So now last <laughs> game we saw a goal and two assists, follows it up with an assist in this game. Yeah. I think he's finally starting to fucking settle in, um, and that's a worrying sign for the rest of the league because he lit up the French league last year. I It's... Y- I mean, honestly, Sam, for both of our teams, granted, I would have liked to have won or gotten a draw. I was legitimately thinking the best we were going to do is a draw because we don't win at the Emirates. We yeah, just you don't we have a don't great history there. At the Emirates. Yeah. You don't have a great history but, there. But but looking at both of our sides, there's very little to be angry about. I mean, there's there's little knickknacky things about the the overall play from Everton. But I also look at it and just go, that guy's not going to be playing for me next year. Like Gilfie had kind of an eh game. Okay, you know what? Other than other than his first cross hit, he had a couple of really nice crosses. Yeah. But like uh, he was the corner for uh, for Richarlison, and he was the uh, the first ball that came in that whole gate got the head on. Yes. That Lewin scored. But eh, you know he's he's not going to be a fucking Evertonian next year. Fucking Morgan Schneiderlin had a eh game. You know what? He's not going to be a fucking Evertonian next year. Like, see, well, here's um, the difference between our two clubs, and I just want to point this out. <coughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Once a gooner, always a gooner. You don't give a shit about the people that move on from you unless his name's Duncan Ferguson. This coming from the guy who has publicly stated he will pay the fucking flight to get Mustafi out of his fucking May, club should, right now. He shouldn't be a gooner. <laughs> He's terrible. Okay. I'm just I'm just letting you know that. So um the the best part of that goal wasn't the goal, it was Ancelotti's look. The camera he pauses he was over sitting there. on the bench. Just sitting there with the eyebrow up, just looking like seriously. If you read into his mind, it was so exactly what the fuck did I talk about at halftime? Because clearly they didn't listen to any of what I just said. Because boom, there's a goal. <laughs> like oh, Sammy just took a selfie of himself, <laughs> looking like Ancelotti. Yeah, that's kind of it. Very confused. <laughs> That'll be up later on the uh, on the old socials. So go ahead and follow us. <laughs> <laughs> but but then but then after that, Sam, but fucking all Everton. For the most part, I mean, there yeah. Was, I mean, there, there was, was you put one off the post near the, near the end of the game. We had we had there was some back and forth chances, but it was about midway through the second half. Uh, you brought on Don, Andres Gomez, Don Carlo, doing what Don Carlo does. Yes, Andres Gomez, and also don't o- overlook uh, bringing on your Heron boy Bernard. Bernard, too. no, it, those it, two looks like he successfully completed a stint in rehab. I he, said to you at the bar too. He's on. He's on the Don now, man. He's on the Methadon. He's he's getting over it. He's <laughs> yeah. doing good. He's um, got like three quarters of a cup of sugar and just a little bit of coffee. Yeah. So, but <laughs> the two of them 
completely changed the game. Absolutely. But I, I think Gomez really had an effect because the the combination of Xhaka, I know. Right. But Xhaka, um, Ozil, and who else was in the middle of the park? Danny um, Ceballos. Ceballos, yeah. They were bossing the midfield. Oh, completely bossing the, the first middle of the half. field. Owned it. Um, after, obviously, that initial bullshit. Then uh, you get Gomez come on. And that was the difference in the reverse fixture at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Gomez dominated that midfield, and we were lucky to escape with a draw. And he one, started. No, 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 not, not that one. Uh, the year before where we beat you, one nothing at Goodison was the one where Gomez I'm dominated sorry, okay. the midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but they. Um, but Gomez changed the game completely when he came on, and he gave those boys in the middle something to think about. And credit to him, stayed mentally strong. I mean, he did not shy away from a single bloody thing. He got that stuck, man took right? that man took a cracker. I mean, the, a dislocated fracture. He's back in a, a little over a hundred days, yep. and he's on the pitch and he's taking tackles. And hell, he's back and to his dishing some tackles he, out he as well. Yeah, took took an uh, took an obvious yellow right near the end of the game. Didn't care. Put a put a body right into a person. Um, I did like um him and Jaka got into it on the ground, and yeah, then Jaka little, and yeah. then Jaka realized that it was. Gomez, it was just to be like, okay, okay, we're good, we're good. <laughs> I I would like to think that Jaka actually just looked up, saw Andres Gomez, and went, "Fuck, you're beautiful," <laughs> and just put his arm around him and just went, "I I can't I can't hurt something so beautiful." Now I have a problem. Andres Gomez cut his hair and he no longer slicks it back because he can't. Yeah, we we got to get that hair not as out attractive. Again. He's now an eight instead of a nine point eight. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I'd, I can, I'd still cuddle watch, with them. I'd still cuddle with them. Do definitely. you watch you on uh, on Netflix? Hi, I do. Okay, uh, I caught an episode with my wife as we just tend to one get, episode. Yeah, well, I started watching it. It's really good. <laughs> but but um, uh, Stamos, yes, growing the beard. Yeah, not a fan. No. Takes him down a notch. It does. Gomez cutting his hair. Same yeah. thing. Don't worry, that hair will be back. Gomez be with back. left with less hair <laughs> is akin to Stamos with more hair. Got it. Not as attractive. Understood. Yeah, Understood. you lose the dimples when Stamos has a beard. Just making the point. And that's the, all the I'm dimples saying. right there, that's half a point. So uh down the stretch, Calvin it's Lewin. A big point for me. Oh, uh, sorry, point for you for his dimples. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Calvin like Lewin a man with dimples. Uh barely, barely misses a header. I mean too open oh, of that a look. one that flashed wide. In Way the too second. open of a look. That late in the game, that was Mustafa that was almost again, Arsenal imagine. Arsenal defense being Arsenal defense. You know, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and then I, of course, Leno may have had it covered. Worth uh, he worth, worth mentioning is <laughs> w- worth mentioning as well. The um, there was uh, one of the members for um, uh, the Baltimore chapter of uh, the Liverpool supporters was there. Um, I think it's the president, right? Yes, it is. Um, so. Uh, when Pickford fucked up on clearing out a ball and uh, and uh, Arsenal put it off the post, he started singing one of his short arms, short arm songs. <laughs> and uh, I I was not going to sing any Everton songs, not a one because I was trying to be respectful. And I respect what Simon did right after it, but at least he let me get out my retort. I just started very faintly singing, "You lost the league." 
at Goodison Park, and everybody started laughing yeah. the minute he did the short arms. Also, thing because that. it wasn't faintly, you said it. You projected <laughs> yeah. it. yeah, I don't and think then, Houston does anything faintly. No. And, and you got about you got about three lines in. Oh no, I only said I sang. I say you lost the league at Goodison Park. You lost the league at Goodison Park, and I stopped. I said it twice. Uh, twice. All right. Pur- purposely, and then, I stopped. <laughs> and then Simon came in. Fuck you. This is our pub. Fuck you. This is our pub. <laughs> Fuck you. This is our pub. Fuck you, this is our pub. Yep. Oh, oh, trust trust me. And both of y'all shut the fuck up real quick. <laughs> oh, I, I had shut up before he even sang it. It was simply a retort to the red making a remark that was not necessary for him to make. Either way, it was brilliant. <laughs> yep. The whole thing was brilliant, either way. And it got a good laugh from everybody around. Um, so Because you were a lot less of a cunt there than you were in the studio. So everybody respected you, and it was fine. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you were you were also far nicer than you're than you are now. That's so. true. Yeah, absolutely. No. But I mean, it's it was it was fun to do. I have no desire to do it again because Frank. Well, because frankly, I just wanna, I want I want to enjoy my game. No, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not able to tweet. I'm not able to to talk to anybody via text. It's 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 cramped. I'm huge. It's a small room. Like, but that's what makes it good. Be, just like in the stands. I'd rather be comfortable. I'd uh, rather be fucking comfortable. All know? right. So next time, uh huh. Let's go to one of your pubs. We can do uh, Fado DC. Let's next time we play each other. Let's go to one of your pubs. Okay, I'm up for maybe that. in the FA Cup later. Oh, never mind. Fuck. <coughs> hey, what are you doing Sunday? What am I doing Sunday? Sunday, we're gonna go to Sunday, the Queen, Sunday, Sunday. Houston and I are going to the Queen Vic in D.C. to watch Aston Villa and uh, City. I City. can't do Sunday. We're recording Sunday night late. All right, I, I did get that memo. Yeah. All right. At this point, it's just mutual masturbation. <laughs> um, real quick, Sammy. Um, happy, happy to get your second win uh, for the first time, back-to-back wins for the first time yeah. since uh, August. Goddamn right. Seems seems like the team's responding to uh, Arteta. Absolutely. They're doing exactly what they need to do. We're also getting a little healthier, as you are. Yeah. Um, and it just it's we finally have a plan. We're organized. Danny Ceballos is being used in his proper position, um, which is used as a, as a box-to-box midfielder. Right. That's a massive thing because he balances the side that way. Ozil kind of gives a shit. He kind of gives a shit. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy when I cheered Ozil's foul. I think it was Gilfy, <laughs> but Ozil tracked about 15 yards and just threw a shoulder in the back of Gilfy as yeah. a, a ball kind of carooned off of somebody. I was like, look at And I was that, like, it, somebody's not, balls dropped. Listen, yeah, no, exactly. And not because I want anybody to get hurt or I, I condone <laughs> intentional fouling or anything like that. It's just, he looks like he gives a shit. He looks like he cares all of a sudden. Yeah. And Ozil, well, who would not get stuck in at any point, him showing a little bit of determination. It's something. Even unfairly, is like, all right, hey, look yeah. at him. Yeah, it's you know, something. It's something. That's, that's yeah, to be absolutely said. It's something. And that got me excited, and it got me a bunch of looks from my own people. Like, fuck, are you cheering for? Yeah. And I was um, like, because he cares. That's why. So as I uh, take the shot of Malort, which I haven't had to do one in a while, uh, it's been been a long while since I had to do one. You know what? If you're going to go into a stadium you don't normally win in, you lose by one, but both of your strikers score. Which, by the way. One of those strikers, Richarlison or Calvert-Lewin, has scored in every game 
since Carlo Ancelotti has taken over. That's impact. That's, that's a great sign. That's fucking impact. Now that's a good sign for you. He boys. makes the subs at the right time. You you don't you don't listfully lose like normally, e- even under the past three or four managers, that would be a we we go down three to two early in the in the half in the start of the second half. We end up losing that game four or five to two, and that's not what happened. So, I would have liked a point. We needed a point if we want to be in the hunt for Europe. This is that's a game we needed to get a point out of, and the letdown early on was upsetting. But for the most part, hard to be pissed. The boys played well and got goals, and uh, the coach knows what he's doing, and we got a good team. So, cheers. Cheers, buddy. First shot for a while, but there you go. And it came at the hands of my boys, which makes your pain much more sweet for me. Not a good weekend for VAR. Fuck VAR. Not a good weekend at all. Fuck V. Mel, hit the button. <clears throat> hit, There's Hit the button. There is a lot I would like to say about both of these two games. Because there's some really great things to talk about. But no, we're going to talk about VAR. Chelsea 2, Spurs 1, Burnley 3, and this one, Bournemouth nil. VAR really fucked over that one. Um, Great game for Chelsea and, and Giroud. You know, really, I mean, great. That's, that's the kind of rebound that team needed. Really desperately needed. So we, we talked about how uh, Gomez was out of... And I know it's a little different, but Gomez was out for a while for y'all. Came back, had did give the ball away cheaply once or twice. Yeah. Right? Just being rusty. Now, I understand it's different, <coughs> right. but he hasn't kicked a, a ball, period, let alone competitively, for a, month, a couple of months now. Three, three and a half months or whatever it is. Right. But Giroud has Giroud. been sitting on a... It's been a man on an island sitting on a bench with... And then even when Tammy Abraham gets hurt, they start going to Mishi Bachuai instead. And and the better option sitting on the bench and he's not fucking playing. Right. And then he finally gets out there against United. He gets a goal. Like, I mean, it was like you could see the relief in his face and then called back for VAR. So that meant dick, you know. So to see but him he get was, the start was 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 big. Oh, and, yeah. But and the goal even bigger. Not even not even just that. He scored twice in that United <laughs> game and got called back. It was a header. No, he was just the header. The other one was uh, Zuma, who hit it. Those were the two goals that got called back. But Giroud was offside for another. Oh, it's it, that was the same play. Yeah, yeah. His toe was offside. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this guy, including when he played for us, was just a phenomenal super sub when he didn't start. And even when he started, he had a great goal return. He should start. He deserves to start. And if not, why is he not your first option? Why does nobody rate this man? I don't understand it. He won the World Cup for France exactly what without I was about fucking to say. scoring a goal. And without him, without that point man, and if you none talk, of those players would have been able to do what they did. I was gonna say, and you talk to that team and you talk to that manager, they would all say this that Giroud was indispensable Absolutely. at that World Cup. And he that's why he's everything. still in the France squad. That's why he's still in the France squad. Yeah. In, so in the I European Championships, understand. he's going to start at the top. He's going to yeah. start. I do not understand why nobody will play him. He deserves it. And then and then not to move him during the transfer. And it's just like, why is he here? 
Why is he here? Is exactly. he just here to collect? Is he? Are Are you doing the old school Chelsea thing where it is we're just gonna collect pieces so you don't have those pieces? Like, which is very typical of Chelsea. Of Chelsea, absolutely. But he tried to move to Dortmund in January, and the deal fell through. Yeah. Um. So I think he's trying to be professional. He he does what is asked of him, and it just nobody rates him for whatever reason. But he scores um, that goal. Like I mean, unless and it was good work to compose himself. I the only people I can imagine that aren't happy that he scored a goal was Tottenham fans, not because they were playing Tottenham, simply because they hate Arsenal. They, so they hate, hate right because right, like, of the Arsenal tie. But any like it was like when Leicester won the league. Everybody was like every neutral. Ah, come yeah. on, Leicester's winning the league. This is pretty awesome. Absolutely. So it was, you know, the, the first shot was well saved by Larice. Uh, Karun back, I think it was Ross Barkley, <laughs> might have been Mason Mount. Yeah, it was Barkley. It was Barkley. Uh, had another decent effort on target, uh, hit the post. Giroud had to shuffle quickly to receive it. Um, takes it kind of under control. I mean, it bounced almost to the man's shoulder, and he's, what, 6'3", 6'2", 6'3". Right. Um, comes down, and just a sweet volley. Mm-hmm. Oh, ripped it. And beat uh, Larice, his international teammate, obviously, World Cup winning goalkeeper near post. Um, just cranked it. And you could see what it meant to him. As you said, you could see the relief on his face um, when it went in. Side note, Larice had himself a hell of a fucking game in that match. That could have been worse. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That match could have been 4 or 5 now. 100%. Like especially because Lo Celso uh, should have been sent off. Well, and we're let's, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go ahead and get to that. Well, how many times? transition. How many times could Lo Celso try to get a red card and not even get a yellow? And I'm called a professional. That's you right. Let me finish. <laughs> um, this was ridiculous. If Aubameyang's was a red, this should have been a red. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the start of January, when all of us stepped well, on, uh, well, not even well, not even that one. The one now. before that, there was a ball that he goes for in the air. He got the ball, but he did swing through and get the man as well in the chest, and that didn't even warrant a yellow. A, like, okay, I get it. He got the ball. It was a follow through. That's fine, but it's at least a yellow. Yeah, it's at least a yellow, and but, they gave nothing. And then turn around, and this one happens. Go ahead, talk about this one. Absolutely. So it was a. Um... No, that means my, you lost, need to actually talk place. about it. I lost my that place. That means we oh, here talk we go. about it. We, 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 should have been we set open off, our lips uh, and we speak into a microphone. Early, <laughs> early in the second half, he clearly stamped talk on Aspilicueta. The ball was past him. He was looking directly at Aspilicueta's leg, and his foot doesn't. Like move forward and down. Oh, right! It moves on directly it. down, dead center in the middle of Aspilicueta's leg. Yeah, lifts uh, his other leg over top of him to use all of his weight on said leg. Absolutely, and immediately apologized. Right, like as soon as he landed with the other foot, turned around and reached down. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, that doesn't mean fucking shit. And you from the Hungarian book of uh, fouls, we know that means you done fucked up. It de- it happened directly in front of the two benches. Jose Mourinho actually ended up with the ball in his hands as a result of this play. Um, and Frank Lampard, you could see from the from the angle, kind of from the goal, you could see Lampard start to go nuts. I'm amazed Lampard didn't jump on the field and grab a motherfucker. Abso- absolutely, like that's because. That's he. He's he's not well, that fat, far away from his playing career. Yeah, but Fat Frank's not not known to be quite hard. So. Right. 
Oh, um, that's right. It's Terry. It was Terry with uh, Villa. That would have. Oh, yeah. Ter- Terry head butted oh, a bitch. Yeah, he oh, came out. yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he hit a head. Oh, he head butted a bitch too. Just oh, ask Wayne yeah. Bridges' wife. Hey! Um, <laughs> I, I had another one that before we got to this that you you missed out on my writing. Okay. Here, okay. Before this happened. Uh, there was a great move from Chelsea. Um, saw their counterattack get finished off by the marauding murderer, uh, Marcus Alonso. Yes, that's true. The marauding murderer. Yeah. I thought it that was, was pretty good. It was a nice goal. And also, who involved in that goal? Olivier Giroud. Olivier Giroud. He was, yep. absolutely. Yep. Wonderful strike from him, though. Uh, ball was coming across his body and just caught it real sweet with the left. Um Lloris had no fucking chance. You know, it was almost as sweet as he strikes uh, people when he's driving drunk. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Screeching the, halt. The, I threw the brakes on that one. The less said about that, the better. Um, but I We mean, are entering their country, which has strict libel laws oh, okay, in two heard, weeks. Heard. We, well, should, they, oh, yeah, we should not make quite, sure they don't be listen quite to us. careful. Um so <laughs> the but but here's the thing. So okay, even there in, in that foul on LaCelso. How do you not at least give a yellow card? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now it's, you've it's reached terrible. a point where he didn't get a yellow for a foot to the chest. He doesn't get a yellow for stamping on a guy's ankle. So now he do what he wants. And he finally gets a yellow at the end of the game for throwing a guy to the ground. And it was like, you should have never even been on the fucking pitch. And, and again, you, there's this amazing device between the benches right behind the fourth official it's called a television screen. And what did the ref not go look at when this happened? Somebody about to sip some tea. Oh, sorry. Did you was ask me a question? Was it plugged in? It was plugged in, right, operational, checking. and on. Did you ask me a question? I'm sorry. I was opening a beer. Yeah. Much like the referee was just kind of wanking <laughs> off in the middle of the fucking field and not going to the monitor. This is back-to-back weeks at Chelsea where they do not look at the fucking monitor on a potential violent conduct. I can understand offsides. I can understand handballs. I can understand just about everything. But violent conduct, you would think a referee wants to put his own two eyes on the call he made or did not make. And he does not want to leave it on the liability of the fucking VAR official unless the two of them are talking back and forth going... Hey, mate, do you want me to not uh, overturn this call so you don't look like an asshole? Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Let's not overturn it. That then, has to be what fucking happening. Then, in the middle of the fucking game, the VAR apparently turns around from the screen and tells somebody, <laughs> got that wrong, and it got leaked, and the match <laughs> announcers yeah. said... Yeah, Mel, you oh, were yeah, there the for VAR this. Oh, yeah, the VAR has reported that he missed that and got it wrong. Yes, the commentators during the middle of the game said VAR has already announced that it was wrong. The player is still on the pitch. Like, okay, it's it's wrong. What do you do? I mean, do you, like, do you blow the whistle and just go hand the guy a red card? I mean, because... So frankly, the, I mean, the, the, the commentators wrong. know, but the ref isn't doing anything about it. So what's Well, the I'm com- sure there's some sort of broadcast professional in... <laughs> With the VARs, because I think some right. of what they use is TV replay. Right. So I'm sure there's some producer there from the broadcasters uh-huh. helping with the replay playback. You know what I'm saying? So it could just be a press person heard him go, man, we got man, that fuck, wrong. We mate. got that wrong. And he yeah. just immediately went to his phone, texted somebody at his at his whatever station he works for and yep. went, 
VAR official just admitted they got it wrong. Well, I would, and say, that made its way to the fucking announcers. To and the, the press announcers box, fucking yeah. talked about it. And the U.S. announcers, the NBC announcers, got wind of it and said, "Yeah, VAR announced that was wrong." Well, of how, course, going to spill that tea. How? How, Sam? I don't know. And then at the end that of it, that just takes all credibility away from the entire concept. Tell me about it. And Aspilicueta, uh, with an unfortunate deflection, gifting Tottenham a goal because it wrong-footed Larice. I'm right. sorry, it wrong-footed uh, Caballero, <laughs> which fucked up my uh, fantasy defense. Right. Well, started to fuck up my fantasy defense because Liverpool did that on their own today. Um, but I just, my last thing from this, and you can decide to end on it if you want to, the beer I did open, the tea that I'm sipping now, uh-huh. is from Hysteria Brewing Company. Hmm. And this fucking thing, this VAR display, was hysterical. Okay. Hysterical? Hysterical? And don't worry, no. guys. Much no like good? That, by the way, <laughs> much like... Hysterical. Maybe. It pause sounded button, better in my head. Pause button, shut up. I'm transitioning. <laughs> Listen. That joke, as bad as it was... Wasn't as bad as the next fucking game we're going to get to. As the next VAR? Burnley yeah. and fucking Bournemouth. Um, I, I, you know what? Credit, credit Burnley for this. You know what? Burnley, Burnley took advantage of the situation. They got a big win. They're scoring goals. V- Viedra, again, killing it. Yum. Yeah, ooh, nice to see that number. Uh, it's a the bad first, number. That's the first ticket I've seen. It's oh. a bad number. So, anywho... Um, <laughs> The the um the the start of um this match has Bournemouth scoring, and of course VAR takes it away because um apparently the a handball now starts from your fingertips to the top of your shoulder because the last time I checked I thought it was your shoulder blade and the top of your shoulder was not a handball and that ball hit him directly on the top of his fucking shoulder. I thought it was on his shoulder. Yeah, on his shoulder, and they called it a handball. I thought it was down to, like, your shoulder muscle. I thought that was yeah. all part of your shoulder because yeah. your clavicle, all of this was included. Oh, I don't, oh, don't worry. That debate comes up again later. Yeah. Same fucking body part. Absolutely. And both of them had their arms kind of at their side. Now, yeah, Billingley the, has the his second one. Billingley has his arms at his side. Billings. Billings, I'm sorry. He has his arms at his side. He doesn't even know the ball's coming. Nope. It deflects off of a... Uh, a, a, a Burnley player first. And it hits it hits off the top of his shoulder, which should not be a handball. Yeah, shouldn't matter. And falls to the Because it's not a handball. It's not fall, part of his own. Falls to the feet of Colin Wilson, who puts it away. But in this brave Josh new... Josh King. Josh King, I'm sorry. <laughs> this brave new world that we live in, where if it hits any attacker anywhere on their arm, a.k.a. Laporte falling over, and it hits the back of his hand as he's falling to the ground... These are all advantages for scoring a goal. It's ridiculous. They're not fucking advantages. Nope. It is. How is there. How is it that we have a setup where they will only overturn a clear and obvious error when there aren't clear and obvious fucking rules? It's open to interpretation to whatever the VAR ref wants it to be, to whatever the ref on the field wants. The ref just wants the scapegoat. Right. Yep. Tell and me I'm not wrong. Now, I can't remember exactly when this stat was put out. Um, so forgive me. But at one point this season, VAR, which was meant to just get decisions correct, VAR 
had disallowed nine goals in the Premier League and only awarded one. Now, this was a fair few weeks ago. Right. And had only allowed one, right? Right. And that one was a fucking penalty. Mm. That, that, they was, could, that they ended up calling. That was so, the Brighton-Everton game. It might be. The yeah. Connolly. Yeah. The, the, the Connolly so my, my point is, is we, the goals are the best bit. The goals are what we're here for. You know, nerds like us like the, the hard work in midfield. They like the guy with the vision. They like the talking, the leadership. <laughs> right? But your casual fan, your regular person is here for the fucking goals, mate. Yeah, and you're robbing us of the goals. Take it away. You're making the game worse. Uh, Viedra, the third striker, has an amazing game. Scores a great goal. Guess what? Doesn't mean a fucking thing because the next fucking goal that happens is in the in the favor of Bournemouth. Why don't you go ahead and talk about that one? <sighs> so Cross comes in uh, from a Burnley player. I can't remember which defender it was. Smith, I think. But was running back towards his own end line and kind of reaches out a bit. And from the back angle, again, this was from the near side of the far post right. uh, on television and didn't look this bad. From the back angle, you know, from the far post looking at Smith's back, he did extend his arm a little bit, but it still hit his shoulder. Right. The, the maybe part that's even, not supposed to be a handball. Right. Maybe still a little further down, right, than than Billings. But still on the shoulder, it falls to a Burnley player. And where I'm, his... I'm sorry, a Bournemouth player. And honestly, where his arm is doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter if it's not a handball. Because it's not a handball. Exactly. Now, <laughs> I, I, I actually I counted. I watched this piece of it three fucking times and counted each step. Mm -hmm. It took 16 seconds. 16 seconds to get down the field. Yep. 14 total touches and four passes if you don't count when the ball hit him to when his teammate picked it up. If you do count that as a pass, it was five. If you don't count it when it hit Smith and just fell to the ground and his teammate picked it up, there was only four passes, right? So four slash maybe five if you consider that a pass. Ball was in the back of the net. Right. Plays dead. VAR signals to the referee. Then, minute and 30 seconds later, the goal was called back, and a penalty was awarded to Burnley, which Jay Rodriguez buried. So you go from a 1-1 draw to now a 2-0 lead. So what which is... completely... I mean, you're supposed to be a professional. You're supposed to get through it, but you've already been screwed over once. And then you get screwed over again. And it and it does a plus one in the other in the other favor. How how are you supposed to be able to keep fucking playing? Correct. H how and the how? players and Eddie Howe admitted that after the game, they said that it, we found our it was hard to pick ourselves up after that second decision. And and then the greater question is is are they looking at that as an inadvertent touch of the arm in the result of a goal? And if that's the case. That's fucked up that you are then taking the playback all the way to the opposite well, goal line, or were you legitimately looking at a handball inside of the box? And if that was the case, I, I, I know you're supposed to allow the play to go, but if, if, if that's really the case, you need to change that rule. You don't let play go. You stop it, and you look at the fucking handball. Well, here's, You here's, go look at it. Here's the thing. It was pretty blatant, the contact that was made. Why didn't the referee just call it? 
if he thought it was a handball. Easy. Is, is that a clear and obvious error? Clear and obvious error by, by the ref to not blow the fucking whistle. Or the error wasn't that grievous. So let it Which, why are we go. even looking at it? Because right. it's let supposed it to be a clear and obvious error is their definition. That's problem number one. Problem number two is the time, right? This one I don't have a problem with. Yes, it happened on the end line. Right. But I went over it. 16 seconds. Not, a, not a, a, an egregious amount of time to call the playback. Fine. Third, do you consider the touch by a defender defending the first act, act of attacking? In which case, a handball resulting in a goal is a fucking handball no matter what. Right. So is that the first attacking touch, or is that a defender defending? Should be a defender defending. Exactly. But In v- my opinion, yes. But VA, no one's come out and said what it is. Exactly. Third. Come out and fucking say something. This would be fourth. Am I on the third point? No, fourth point. Yeah. Fourth point is, was it just a fucking handball? Which takes you then back again to the first point, right? Right. If you're you're just reviewing the play in and of itself and nothing else has anything to do with it. Why wasn't the whistle blown? Why wasn't it blown in the first place? And then let the referee (laughs) take a look at it. And then again, this results directly in a goal. Let the referee referee send him to the fucking monitor to look at the goddamn play himself and not some asshole that doesn't have the feel of the game, that doesn't have what's going on, and you end up re-refereeing the game fucking anyway. And here's the most important thing. McNeil scored an awesome goal. Doesn't matter. Why? Because fuck VAR in its entire asshole. Fuck VAR. All right, Sammy, we got to go through this quick because we have gone way too fucking long. Big time. Rounding out the rest of the league in Oso, that happened. Man City 1, Leicester City 0. Man City 2, West Ham 0. Liverpool 3, West Ham 2. Man United 3, Watford 0. Wolves 3, Norwich 0. Sheffield United 1, Brighton 1. Palace 1, Newcastle 0. Southampton 2, Mel's Aston Villa 0. Mm. Um, the Foxes lose to the Sorbets. <laughs> our, I, I didn't expect that our Arlo White flat out called him the Tequila Sunrises That's on, funny. on air called I, him the tequila I said that Yeah, I was the first one to say Tequila yep. Sunrise I've called him the palate cleansing sorbet for quite a while now <laughs> but yes the Foxes lost to the sorbets um, Vardy uh, can't fucking score uh, he's going through a bit of a drought Ooh. Hit the post something serious. That was a hefty post he hit. Yeah, but when, when you're going through a drought, those hurt even more. Tend to not fall, yeah. And then you seem like the rest of the game, kind of anonymous, really didn't have much impact. Like, you know, Casper Schmeichel saved a pen. Yeah. Still lost. It's unfortunate. Um, I I agree that it was a handball. Um then why isn't De Bruyne's a handball? Because his right. arms were yeah. extended from his face, greatly extended from his face, and the ball redirected because they hit his arms that were at least a foot away from his face. Yeah. So if he's protecting himself, his hands would have been on his, his face. face. So have you seen me? I put my I put my mouth when I stand in a wall. <coughs> I put my left hand on my nuts, or right. It doesn't matter. The other arm. 
my mouth is in my elbow. Yeah, cross you in case the ball and hits you my, right in the face. My hand is holding my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. my money maker's intact, man. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um uh you know, Lester Lester on a bit of a slide right now, but they're gonna slide from third place to third place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. They got a ten point lead on Chelsea. I think they're gonna be okay. Um let's move on to Manchester City West Ham. Sam, I got one question for you. Okay. And I know uh the contingency of uh West Ham fans give me shit when I talk about the first game of the season. But would you rather get the shit kicked out of you in the first game of the season and show some effort? Or would you rather be a neutered dog and lose two to nil the second time around? Because that was fucking pathetic. Rodri set a fucking league record for uh, for passes. passes. I think it was something like like twenty. I think they had twenty three percent of the ball. West Ham. What? Well, right. was Fucking horrific. Yeah, they had actually less than that. It was twenty two point four by the stats I saw. Um, the, I'd rather I'd rather go down swinging. I'd rather go down swinging than that shit, man. That's yeah, fucking terrible. Absolutely. But at this point of the season, and it's fair enough, every game means something. So you have to try to get something from the match. And really against City, especially away, the only chance you have is defending. Then where was that team that was there today that played the shit out of Liverpool at Anfield? They fucking took the game to fucking Liverpool. They played their ass is off that's today. part of my nugget okay go ahead <laughs> give me on? your go, go at it killer do you want to do that now yeah go ahead and give oh. me your nugget all right let's transition to that game um west ham who has a reputation for ruining strikers started without one against liverpool yeah scored fucking twice <laughs> <laughs> scored fucking twice and after the first one for a solid three minutes as I was driving up 95 to my daughter's basketball game, audibly, through the radio, you could hear the West Ham fans inside of Anfield chant, We scored a goal. 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 <laughs> then they fucking took the lead. Holy shit. No striker on the field. 2-1 up at Anfield. Problem was, that and was And then with... Fabianski Pickford, and that was the end of it. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and which, by the way, West Ham fans, don't be too hard on him. The man has been a fucking rock for you. Other than, uh, you know, obviously, he had gotten injured, and his injury is why you're now in the bottom, because your goalkeeping beyond him, a.k.a. Roberto specifically, cost you fucking games actively. Yeah. Um, hard to... Uh, Fabianski's been a rock. Fabian, I, I can't believe I'm saying it because I don't like Fabianski as a goalie, and I've talked a lot of shit about him. And he's he he's it's one mistake. Hopefully, here's the, everyone's here's, allowed one, right? Everyone ha and and when Fabianski's been in the net, he's been fucking solid. He has been the sole person keeping them in games. Yeah, when they're in games, it's his responsibility to be there. It, it's a and tight match. You feel like you got to do it yourself. You try to go for a ball you probably shouldn't have gone for, and that's where you got beat. Like it just it sucks. It sucks, you know. And Allison, up to that point, saved twenty eight out of twenty nine shots on goal in his last however many. Yeah, the first shot on target was Issa Diop's header, um, which there was a, a shout that maybe it hit his shoulder, but I, I'm pretty sure it hit his head. Um, and then lets in 
I'm sorry, saves two and then lets in the next one as well. So just they had allowed one goal, and I, I think it was six games. They allowed one fucking goal, and then all of a sudden the dam cracked. But they're so good going forward, that was the end of it. Trent Alexander-Arnold with two more assists. Yep. Uh, he was likened on, on Sirius XM today <laughs> on, uh, on the radio, which you know has a lot of British pundits and stuff. His delivery likened to David Beckham. Wow. I, it's just how accurate, with pace, just always has a purpose. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, the, ball, the ball that he beat, uh, that he ended up beating um, uh, Fabianski to was a gorgeous fucking ball right into the middle oh, yeah. that, that Mane just tapped right the fuck uh-huh. in. So, Hit um, the crossbar as well from a free kick, Alexander-Arnold. All right, so keeping the train moving here, um, does this galvanize or destroy West Ham? I don't think it matters at this point, to be honest with you. I think they're done and dusted. This Southampton game coming up is fucking everything for them. It really is. More on that in my bet of the week. This is the season right there. Um, Manchester United, Watford, and Wolves-Norwich, both 3 nothing games, and I think we can kind of sum up both of these. Um, Man United, is one player making that big of a fucking difference? Yes. I mean, it's amazing. He's selfless. He works hard. He's inventive. He's creative. He's the exact opposite of Paul Pogba. Yeah. Paul Pogba is a box-to-box midfielder playing a number 10. Just like Danny Ceballos was worthless in a number 10 under Unai Emery. He's a box-to-box player. But that's not even a format. It's not even a format thing. Paul Pogba only gives a shit about Paul Pogba. Well, and uh, see, and you see a guy though, like Bruno Fernandes who just like immediately goes into the team and goes, all right, I'm running the show now. We're going to fucking win games. You boys are going to jump on my back, and we're going. Now, he, and you never see that from Pogba. Correct. Pogba likes to make the beautiful pass because he's very he's very pretty. cognizant of trying to look as pretty as humanly possible on the pitch. Here's the thing. With Ceballos, with Pogba, right? They need to be running up and down the field at both sides of the ball, right? Andres Gomez. Right. They need to be on both sides of the ball. Danny Ceballos frequently, and I've seen a lot more Arsenal than I have Man United, but Danny Ceballos frequently would be caught tracking back when Unai Emery played him in the hole. And then we get the ball, and we have no link. There's no one there. Mesut Ozil's not supposed to track back. You know what I'm saying? He is a number 10. He plays in the hole. That's not his job. And Ceballos was doing what comes naturally to him, and then he wasn't there to do what was tactically required of him, right? So now you have a player in the hole. <laughs> now Pogba can be a box-to-box player if he can get fit. You see what I'm saying? And right. that balances the side. And you have Nemanja Matic that holds back. So you have one midfielder back, one midfielder forward, and one guy that does both. And now you're balanced. <laughs> End of story. Does Pogba want to be there, though? No, he doesn't. He wants to be at Real Madrid playing for Zizou, and it doesn't matter. It's a mute point because he's going to come back with a new haircut, and it's going to be blonder than ever before. And and Real Madrid's going to pay eighty-seven million or one hundred five million. Not, he's and he's probably not even hurt right him. now. He came back and then was suddenly mysteriously hurt again. Again, right? Um, and the, does, the original injury wasn't even that bad, as I understand it. Does Bruno save Ole's job? Hmm. I think he does. I really think he does. You asked me a short question right as I sip some whiskey. Yeah, but it was but it's mm, a good answer. It was the yeah. right answer. Yeah. Yes, um, it does. <laughs> um 
And for for Watford, this is starting to feel like it's going to be too big of a hill to dig out of. I mean, to uh, climb up. One hundred percent. Um. Uh. Real simple on. I think on, it's West Ham, Norwich, Watford. Yeah, I'll I say it now. I tend to think the same. I think. I think. Villa can skip over Bournemouth, and I think Bournemouth could be in that situation, depending on what happens. I think it's either West Ham or Bournemouth that's going down. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> um, Wolves, this 3 nothing win over Norwich is much bigger than you really think it is. Yeah, they, they always play down to their opposition. That's a big win. Yeah, that's 100%. a big, convincing win they don't typically get against shitty sides. And they tried to lose it because Norwich actually outpossessed them and they did have a multitude of chances, right? But Wolves were much more, you know, vicious, were much more uh, astute with their chances and yep. just and finished. Uh, <laughs> Diogo Jota, who was a big miss while he was injured, is now back and firing on all cylinders. Wolves now, Wolves gets uh, Tottenham next, which is a game you got to imagine, Wolves, I pardon the pun. They're licking their fucking chops, man. They're licking their chops. Better of the week, mate. There you go. So um, next up, Sheffield United and Brighton. Uh, Brighton get a draw, but Brighton still, still has not gotten a win this calendar year. They didn't get a calendar win last year. Like they are, they are slowly sliding into this thing, man. I mean, great. You got a point. At, at a tough place to get a point. At the start of the season, you would have thought this was an easy three. And, you know, all credit to Shetfield. They're playing their dicks off and they're playing really good ball. But Brighton, again, they're just, they're very lucky that much like last year, there's teams that are much shittier than they are. Or otherwise, they'd be in legit real deal trouble right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And let me say this about Brighton. Um, because we always talk about them being quite open and trying to go forward and trying to do stuff. Grand Potter seems to have realized the danger because between the two teams, there was only five total shots on target and Sheffield had three of them. Brighton only had two. Mm -hmm. You're all right. Don't worry about it. You drop the phone. It's okay. Shit happens, woman. You're fine. What else? Somebody steal your crops? You know, I just got (laughs) really upset over uh, absolutely nothing. (laughs) All right, um, <laughs> um, but do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So they played a little bit more compact. <laughs> they played a little bit more defensively. They stifled Sheffield to the point where they only had three <laughs> shots and they only managed two themselves. Well, and well granted, yeah. they were on target fifty percent, where uh, where uh, Sheffield was only on target thirty three. Uh, welcome to the Premier League, Potter. Yeah, you know, like now, you have to fucking focus. That, now you got to coach a complete game. It can't just be run and gun up and down the field. Absolutely, and um, Mopay back on the score sheet. Yeah, which is huge. That's I think very he was, huge. He was nine without. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um. So when you look at this bottom half of the table, you can look at a game and go: one team's going one direction, one team's going the other direction. We said we were going to learn a lot from Palace over the next four weeks. They just took a big step into making sure they're safe. Yes. They did. Big fucking step. They absolutely did. Uh, it's a Patrick Van Arnholt screamer from a free kick. It was fantastic. Um, other than that, there wasn't a ton going on. Dubravka uh, well, that's, and Guaita did have some good saves. I was going to say that's because Newcastle doesn't like to ever really shoot the ball or score goals. Right. And, unless it's a set piece from a central defender. Correct. Um, it was a bit chippy. Newcastle uh, were up for the shithousery, racking up seven total cards, one of those being red. And I do want to issue for the first time ever my Idiot of the Week award to Valentino Lazaro. 
Oh, what a fucking stupid red. Stoppage time. He's the last defender, gets rounded quite fucking easily by Wilfred Zaha, and then decides to just wrap him up in a routine safety tackle. So if he could fit his dreads under a football helmet, I think that he should come to the NFL because he would be the best free safety in the NFL. So do it on one side of the field. It's a red card. Do it on the other side of the field, Ganduzi, and you get away with a yellow even though you were last defender. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. I, it was no different. Th- those two fouls were not different at all. No. Other, other than one had dreads and one had big floppy oh, mop hair. Oh, come on. That's the only difference between those two fouls. No. Both were hugs and tackles to the ground on and, Wilford Zaha. And 45 yards. It's still <laughs> last defender. Yeah, but somebody would have gotten back at that point from Arsenal. Come on. All right, so we get to the 60 end. 60 yards to make up. Don't, uh, don't worry. By the way, I haven't forgotten, Mel. Damn uh. it. I'm sitting here going, it's going, we're going fast. He's going to breeze right by it. There's no need. Not a chance. No this is need. worth it. This Fuck. is worth it. So, this um, is part of our shtick. So, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for... Uh, Which rhymes with dick. This was, this was a great opportunity for Villa to go get points. We were all very keen on Villa to get points Absolutely. at Southampton. Because at Southampton, Southampton really sucks. Apparently, they can't play well at home. But they did this one. It also helps when Villa decides not to play the entire game until the last 20 fucking minutes. Absolutely. Um, so uh, this was the 2-0 the scoreline was flattering, by the way. The, the second goal. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Please All tell right. me about what uh, Shane Long used to score his goal. Uh, his thigh. But in real time, definitely looked like his cock. Oh, yeah. He definitely used his dick to score the goal. Definitely looked like his cock. Now on that the replay, Shane, Shane that Long not a handball. Shane, Shane Long whipped out <laughs> no, his dick and slapped thir- it, slapped against Spow- Spanish Howard's head. It went goal. That's exactly what happened. I'm just telling you. I'm so glad. In I- real time, this I'm is so the main. He willy coptered him. He willy coptered him. <laughs> oh my god. He willy coptered the ball in the back of the net. This is the main show. I know. Careful. I know. I should watch for that. Careful. Uh, so let's pass Imagine her, her if the Lord. this is the main show, how you guys going to be lit up for injury time. Um, oh, it's going to be brilliant. So the second, I mean, the, 107 proof. The, the second goal, you would really appreciate this, Mel. Uh, Pepe Reina, it's the basically the last play of the game. So Pepe Reina's point of view was nope. Spanish Howard. Okay. Um, it's a corner kick. Uh-huh. And Spanish Howard runs all the way up to the other end of the field. And literally is standing in the center of the goal like you would swear he was the goalkeeper for Southampton. It's to disrupt. It's, okay. it's to disrupt. And also, what you have to remember, though, is that Pepe Reina is old as shit. So Pepe has basically said in his mind, I'm going up there. Either we're scoring or we're losing 2 nothing." They lost 2 nothing because <laughs> the ball came yeah. through and it popped back out. And as, as Southampton kicks the ball up the field, you just watch Pepe and he is going at a let's let's to be nice, a moderate jog. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just kind of going. Yeah, I'm not going chasing the ball. <laughs> You're scoring. That's it. And uh that's what was it? Definitely a kind way to say Stevenson it. Stevenson that put it away. Uh yeah, I yeah. have it written down, but I'm taking a video of yeah. Mel taking her shot. Are we so, doing a video? Yes. Um so really I a w- had a wedding show, so I didn't see the match. I read the reviews and decided fuck the highlights up the villa. Oh God, I'm not getting used to this. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Uh Kitty had to sweat it out today, but she uh hit her bet and now is uh 
thirteen and eleven, I want to say. Uh, I, I have to go back and double check. She's two over five hundred. I think it's fifteen and thirteen or something like that. I'll, I'll have to take a look. Um, uh, Pat lost both of his bets because his West Ham bet happened last week, and he missed on uh, during the midweek, and he missed on that because it was Man City to win by two and a half. Man City only won two nil. Um, how does your bet go, Sammy? All right. So I wrote. I did not win. That's uh-huh. how it went. I wrote uh, on my slip for the cup of losers two hundred dollars mm-hmm. uh, because fucking Tottenham. Need I say more? <laughs> Prayers for Son. Aww. Because we didn't cover it. Well, if if you're a Patreon listener, you'll get a chance to hear all about our thoughts on Son from the Abbey. Well, here's the problem. I bet the game, and Monday fucking morning, or Tuesday morning, it's announced he's out for the rest of the season. Well, when Harry Kane's out, he's the one that scores the fucking goals. And without him, as we saw, Tottenham needed a fucking deflection to actually score a goal. Wait, 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 wait. Son's out for the season? The rest of the Who season. Who got that job done? Uh, I don't remember when uh, he fell. Aston Villa. Oh, that's right. Uh, oh, so in general, yes, it was your team. Who, Thoughts? who took care of that hit job for you, Everton? Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and Thoughts prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Well, you uh, know what? Daddy hit his fucking bet. Woo! All right. So um, you're now 1,297 down, Sammy. Um, you understand you suck at betting, right? You're, nope. you're not any I good at I do not it. understand that. Okay. So what overreaction bet do you have today to try to uh, catch up in one fell swoop? $300. You're going to bet $300. i am betting 300 the only thing that would make that crazier if it Desperate was like man. some weird four-way parlay shit. What are you doing? It's a three-way parlay. Oh, <laughs> damn it. It's a three-way parlay. I thought it was a four-way. Desperate <laughs> times call for desperate measures, I guess, huh? And I Yes, and I do have to do the math. That's a four. That's a three. That's a three. Uh, so on a $300 bet, I've got a triple away bonanza. Okay? <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. A, a tab, as I like to call it. Triple away bonanza. Triple away bonanza. A cool, refreshing diet cocktail. (laughs) I've got Southampton to beat West Ham at the London Stadium. I have Liverpool to beat Watford at Vicarage Road. Oh, that's going to happen. And I have Wolves to top Spurs at the Tottenham Stadium. You know what? Um... And that $300... I disagree with West Ham. I think West Ham's going to win, but I like the other two. And that $300 would net me a plus 1114, which would result in me winning a $3,342 to set a new record for betting on the DU football show. Okay. And catapult me quite into the lead. And then all I have to do is solid to score, money to score, solid to score, money to score. And then I'll just win the fucking season, Mel, you know? He needs money to, 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 to score, then solid to, 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 to. Well, he needs a triple he parlay needs- to hit first, <laughs> which isn't going to fucking happen. <laughs> but that's okay, because Sam sucks at betting. Do, 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 do. We'll see when we get to England, mate. All right. So by Southampton to win over West Ham, Liverpool to win over Watford, and Wolves to win over Twatenham. All righty. For three 
motherfucking hundred. So um, our boy Pat is now in the hole pretty fucking, I mean, not as deep as you, but pretty fucking deep. What? Not as deep as me. So let's go ahead and play it. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's pick it a week. I was going to say, with all things being relative, uh-huh. he is as deep in the hole as I am. Heard. He's supposed to be good at this. <laughs> the train has left the station and it's off the rails. So I got back to even, and then with three straight losses, I'm down to minus 483. So I was thinking of doing a parlay and praying to get lucky, much like Sam yes, Graham. he's sunk to my level. <laughs> yes. Primetime game this week has Watford hosting Liverpool. I like Liverpool at the minus one goal, at minus 150. And I will parlay that with Bournemouth over Chelsea straight up at plus 350. Which on a hundred dollar bet will pay him out six fifty. So he's playing and hoping that the desperate cherries at the Vitality can get a win. Um, and congrats to Sam for building himself out of the hole. I'll talk to you next week. Um, the cherries at home this season are not the cherries at home the last five seasons. Yeah, but he's going for it. He wants. You know what? He's he's feeling desperate like you. So he's uh, you know. Grasping at straws. So, um, yeah, 10 bucks on double zero. I hear it. Somebody is in the black, <laughs> and that somebody is me. Now, at plus 33, it's time for me to add to my winnings with Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 19.6% of the time it works. 100% of the time. That's right, motherfucker. I did the math. I should go take a piss. He's a member of the Yang gang. He likes <laughs> I'm gonna math. Go, I'm going to go take a piss. All right. This week, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to pick against Watford again, and I'm actually going to pair it with a goal scorer like I did last week. I'm going to take Liverpool to win and Mane to score at plus 170, which would then put me to plus 200, and continue my lead on you when your crackamamie bet does not hit. Wouldn't that put you at 203? Yes. But Stop trying to be cool and right. hit a number on the nose. No. I see what you're trying to do here, and it, you're trying to be <laughs> suave. I'm not going to allow it to happen, Okay. I'm not going to allow just it. Making him pop himself. <laughs> yeah, that, that means really it was end. funny. You know what? He's trying that, so hard not to giggle. That was a pretty good segment, but we give you more. <laughs> we give you Kitty the Chicken. I would dance, but I don't feel like dancing. Sam, I think you're going to enjoy what Kitty was up to today. All right. Yeah, so Kitty was super relieved to see that Liverpool had the comeback win today. And when I went up to the coop to visit with her, I was surprised to see she had a guest. Sammy, she had a guest. What was the guest? Well, you want to get it's uh, none other than Snoop Dogg. The D-O-double-G, motherfucker. Hanging in our coop. I still have the pot of uh, the pot. (laughs) That was a Freudian slip. I still have the pint of Naughty Head that we Uh, drank on the Snoop show last year. Yep. Well, I, uh, you know, from my office, I smelled a certain scent coming from the coop, and it was not the normal uh, smells. And so I went up there, and uh, just by uh, hanging out with Snoop Dogg, I know that he has ties to Burnley. And so I figure she's wanting to bet Burnley at Newcastle match. 
And so she is obviously going for the Clarets for the win. You know, did I say, did you, hold on. What? Snoop has ties to Burnley? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He's a Burnley fan. Snoop has ties to lots of teams, but of England, one of the teams he owns a jersey of and is a fan of is actually Burnley. Yeah. Why? I just he fucking likes it. Why I think do he you likes think? the I think he likes the colors. I think he likes the burn. I think Sean Dyche is a crip. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. So how'd the rest of the uh, um, afternoon go? Oh, well, then no I good? just Nothing? I hung out We're with not them. Talk about it? I hung out with them and got stoned with Snoop Dogg and my chickens. So great. Kitty smoking the ganja. I mean, fresh air, fresh air, fresh air, fresh air. I have a prescription. So remember, always, <laughs> <laughs> always to smoke, drink, gamble legally and responsibly. I love how you just threw every single disclaimer that we have out there. <laughs> you outed yourself on the medicine, and then. You just every drinks, drink, smoke, drive safe. Everyone do things. <laughs> just go to the MVA. Kiss your mom. Call your grandma. Get do your, your real <laughs> ID. Make an appointment. Yeah. It's so much faster. So much post production for producer Mel tonight. No, and we still got more shows to do. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, keep it in. <laughs> keep it in. That's funny. That is radio fucking gold, mate. Okay. So uh, how we do, killer? Radio fucking gold. Um, you pulled me from the net. <laughs> Probably deserved to be pulled. No, what happened? That's a few weeks ago. Jake. Oh, it was played two weeks ago. Game. I'm oh. still bitter. If you can't, are tell. you smoky weed? <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm still bitter. Sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, no, we still lost. Hundred and seven proof. We still lost. I scored a peach. Yeah, it was kissed it. You know what you did? You know what you did, Sam? You kissed hit it off the post. Almost as brilliantly as I put it off the post at the start of this show. Mel, mm. not acknowledging that. I mean, let's see if we can get it. I again. just want the record to show that I'm not acknowledging that statement. Yeah, that was a great love cross. <laughs> Mel, <laughs> Mel, Mel didn't Fair just enough. high five me for the great movie reference. She high fived me for nailing the fuck oh, out of that post. It was sexy. <laughs> oh, God. Get Hit, out. Hitting the post is sexy. Well, I guess DU After Dark is going to be exciting today. <laughs> um, Chicks no, dig hitting the post. I was the only one that scored, right? Uh, we hit the post four times. Actually, five times. Actually hit the actual post. Yeah. Uh, five times. So we really, you know, besides a couple of a quarter inches, one six to one or six to four. Yeah, Africa United, a team we've played a bunch. We know and, well and love and, them. We know them very yeah, well. They're, they're, there's there's games we put it to them. There's games they put it to us. Unfortunately, as I've already said, this is going to be a long fucking season, Sam. Yeah, it's going to be um, a frustrating one. And we know honestly, we'll go it'll do D2 well for us to we'll go down to Z two. Yeah, and we'll get it out of our system. But it was uh, no, it was a good game. It was it was played in good spirits. We all had fun. There was hugs afterwards. Um, and like I said, we we put it off the post a bunch. So a couple of inches. Here or there, and it could have been a very different game. Seriously, yeah. uh, kind of like your Tinder date, Heard. Mel. Since you were shaking your head, that was for you. Okay, <laughs> we've established growler date, growler date. Papa's a bear. <laughs> She's a woman, though. <laughs> Thought we were talking about me. We're well, always talking about me. All right, guys. I'm we're at an hour thing. twenty. Can we wrap this shit up? All right. Up? Any yes. parting words? I don't. We gotta go. All right. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Subscribe, rate, <laughs> review, tell your friends. Patreon.com backslash Steve Football Show. Fuck off. See you later.
<laughs> I guess I got nothing else to say. We'll see you in Patreon, uh, all uh, you crazy subscribers. Goodbye. See ya. That's it? Yeah. I I forgot to Google it. Yeah, that's definitely the Easter egg.